0: and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we have a repeat guest. I love it when we have repeat guests because it just means that they have so much great knowledge and information to share with us that we have to have them on more than once. So please join me in welcoming back to our program today, Justin Goodbread. Welcome, Justin.
1: Hey, Deb. Glad to join you again. I'm excited. excited to be able to talk to your listeners and go through your questions. Last time it was a blast. I look forward to it.
0: Cool. I love it. I love it. And it's been a while. I look back. It was December of 2019, pre-COVID, right? We now break the world into two things, pre and post-COVID. Hi, hi. But before we dive in, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will jump into this. So Justin A Goodbread, CFP, CEPA, CVGA, owner of Heritage Investors LLC, Heritage Business Advisors and financiallysimple.com. Holy schmoly, is a nationally recognized financial educator, wealth manager, author, speaker, and entrepreneur. He has 20-plus years of experience starting, buying, owning, and selling businesses. Justin is a four-time recipient of the Investopedia Top 100 Advisor Award and the Exit Planning Institute's Exit Planner Leader of the Year. So again, Justin, welcome. Thank you so much, Deb. Great. Great. Well, we're going to be talking about your new book, which you've got there in your hands. Um, I love the title of it. It is called Your Baby's Ugly, but it's how to maximize the value of your business or you'll have nothing to sell. And I loved reading it. Lots of great tips. But before we really start talking about that, I always like getting to know a little bit more about my guests. So tell us how it is that you got to where you are today and how you discovered that this is your passion in life.
1: Sure. That's a great question. I love that question. You know, I've been on a lot of podcasts, uh, probably 300. I don't often get asked that question. So I thank you for that. So uh, I was born and raised in South Georgia, about five hours south of where you're located currently on the ocean in Brunswick, Mm -hmm. St. Simon Sea Island, which is Mm -hmm. the island area of Georgia on the Mm -hmm. coast. And my mom and dad taught me at an early age how to run a business. At age 15, I started my first business. I sold Mm -hmm. that business when I was 21, met my bride, my wife, Emily, moved to East Tennessee, uh, became a hillbilly if you will moved from the coast where the sand is up here Uh and where the red clay is and started another business ended up selling it started Mm -hmm. a third business ended up selling Mm -hmm. it fell in love with this idea that business owners if they realize if we as a business owner realize that our business is often our largest asset right but it's highly illiquid and Mm -hmm. many times we end up taking this passion that we have, right? So my very first job was my very first business was uh, landscaping. I had this desire, mm-hmm. Deb, to grow a purple daylily. That was my passion. I, I, mm-hmm. I love, I love agri- agronomy. Mm-hmm. I love horticulture. Mm-hmm. And quickly, I forgot about a purple daylily and began going to a job every day, like right. so many mm-hmm. business owners did. Mm-hmm. So once I realized early in my career that hey, we can teach business owners that we don't have to be married to our job. Mm-hmm. And we can change not only the their, their future, but their team's future, their mm-hmm. supplier's future, their customer's future. Mm-hmm. If we could focus on our business, then we can impact so many people. And there's mm-hmm. how we are where we are today. Mm-hmm. Helping business owners maximize their value of their business.
0: Right. You know, And and I love the tagline that you've got on your website. It's giving owners the tools they can use to take back control in their business so they can have a life outside their company.
1: Yeah, so many people. It's like the way I use this the old story of spinning a plate. Like we've mm-hmm. all seen the magicians who keep right. the plates on the
0: stand. Oh, oh yeah. no, that's Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, business
1: owners are the same way, aren't we? I mean, we mm-hmm. have so many ideas of so many mm-hmm. things. Before you know it, as Michael Gerber said in his famous book, The E-Myth, we end up working for the lunatic ourselves mm-hmm. because we want to work 80 hours for mm-hmm. ourselves versus 40 hours for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we really think that we're making a lot of money. In fact, we as business owners don't trust Wall Street. We mm-hmm. don't trust anything we can't control ourselves. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we don't give ourselves a good, really good return. Mm-hmm. And to get it even more scary, Deb, is that we spend our whole life, decades upon decades, mm-hmm. pouring into this business. Blood, sweat, tears, stress. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we let our families go apart. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we let our passions go apart, Mm -hmm. all for the sake of this business. And we only have a 16% chance of selling it. Mm -hmm. Which means that whenever we get to this point in life where we're done, where our bodies are Mm -hmm. done, our minds are done, we want to move to another chapter, our families are distressed, our finances are distressed, Mm -hmm. our emotions are distressed. We are totally out of control. Mm -hmm. And we think that somebody wants our baby and they don't. Right. They think they they think think that baby's ugly. They don't want a job. And so the whole idea is, is that it is an ugly baby. Mm-hmm. My the where the title came from, you love this, is my dad. He's an old country boy. Mm-hmm. He said, Son, you never tell a woman their baby's ugly. But if you do, and sometimes you have to, you better run or duck because they're going to mm-hmm. try to slap you.
0: Yeah. Him. There's only two responses that you're getting.
1: You got to run or duck because mm-hmm. they're coming after you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem is we business owners, we often are so in tune with our baby that we think it's beautiful mm-hmm. and no one else wants it. Mm-hmm. No one else wants a job. Right. And so the idea is, is that, man, if we can pour into the passions of business owners and teach them how to beautify this mm-hmm. business, then they can receive what mm-hmm. they work for. And it's not only fair to the owner, but it's fair to the team, the customers, the mm-hmm. the suppliers. It's fair to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, exit planning is good business planning. Mm-hmm. Is one of my friends talk about?
0: Right, right, yeah. You you should be thinking about it right at the very start. And and maybe your exit plan is it just ends. I mean, you know, there there are many businesses like that, especially where the business is the person, like me. Um, you know and, and so yeah it, it it has no value to anyone else i you know i'm not kidding myself about that but you know for someone like you i mean you have employees you have you know uh, things that that would be valuable to to someone else but you know as as i was reading your book one of the things that struck me was it doesn't matter where you are on that scale you know, Whether you're wanting to, to maybe sell your business, whether you, you're, you're like, whatever, nobody's going to want it, or you are thinking, okay, at some point, I do want to get something out of this. The tips that you have in your book apply to everybody because they're good, sound business tips.
1: Absolutely. So there's two types of business. We call mm-hmm. them value creators mm-hmm. or lifestyle businesses. So you mm-hmm. mentioned yourself, you know, a solopreneur is mm-hmm. what we would often say. Mm-hmm. as somebody who's running their business and their identity is the business. The business mm-hmm. is them. Even that individual can build value where mm-hmm. someone wants to buy processes or customer right. list or email mm-hmm. list or something from that mm-hmm. buyer. Mm-hmm. So there's a way that no matter where you're at, whether whether you're by yourself running a lifestyle business that's meeting your particular mm-hmm. lifestyle demands, or you're working with like some of our customers who are hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue mm-hmm. a year, and they have organizational structures and 80, 100, 200 employees, mm-hmm. no matter where you're at, anywhere between that paradigm, one of the things we can do is we can beautify our business so that whenever we leave, because one of the, mm-hmm. that's one thing I know, Deb, is that all of us are going to leave our business. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not immortals one day. We're at least right, going By away. choice or by... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're mm-hmm. gone at some point. So mm-hmm. whenever we leave, the key is, is this. Each one of us pours so much talent mm-hmm. into our business. And we we may not have employees or we may have employees. Mm-hmm. We may have customers or we may not have customers. We may have widgets or we may not have a product. Mm-hmm. We may whatever it is we have. If we do good exit planning over the life of the business mm-hmm. and not wait till a year before mm-hmm. we're done, then not only do you help you. Mm -hmm. the practitioner the owner of the business, but you also help everybody else who your businesses touch. Mm -hmm. And that's where we often forget. We often focus on everybody else to our own demise when it's where you get it Mm -hmm. reversed. So, you know, when, before COVID, as you were mentioning, pre COVID, whenever we all had a life, Mm -hmm. we would get on an airplane and we would hear this, the Mm -hmm. flight attendant say something like, Hey, in the case of emergency overhead, oxygen is going to fall from your overhead. If you're traveling with a small child, please put your mask on yourself first before you put on your child. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you want to take care of yourself so you can help your child Mm -hmm. beside, you so that's what often happens business owners and so we we wanted to write a book we wanted to impact what we do for customers day in day day out to teach them hey focus on you and by taking care of yourself in a proper manner without greed without all the emotions that so many people get into you can impact and dramatically change those mm-hmm. that you have the honor and privilege to serve every day
0: right you know and, and talking about solopreneurs you know, as part of my exit strategy, you know, whenever that happens, one, you know, there are several things that I should be planning for. The first is that I'm not in debt, you know, that the business is not in debt. I mean, you know, because really, who wants to leave that to to somebody else to to have to take care of that? And and again, that doesn't matter what size business you are, you should have cash in the bank, or at least be at zero, right? Um, And the other is, You know, you you are working with people. You have clients. You have people who've been buying things from you. Otherwise, what you've got is a hobby. Um, and, And you need them to be taken care of. You know, even if it's just that they're going to get a referral to somebody else, they're going to get a nice thank you note. I mean, something because you know unless we get hit by the bus you know you 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 do have time to, to end your business and and you you know i mean you just want to do it in a nice ethical way and you don't want to i mean i've i've had this happen i you know i bought my security system from somebody and hopefully he's not listening to this um and you know it was it was you know great service he was absolutely phenomenal at it that was part of why you know we were working with him we needed some changes I emailed, nothing. I called, nothing. I finally got in touch with him and he said, oh, I sold the business. And I was like, really? When? And he said, several months ago. And I said, who have I been paying? (laughs) Because, you know, it's, it's a security thing. It's a monthly. And so in that whole transition the customers got totally forgotten, Um, you know, and, and so that's, you know, it it was, and he was very excited about his new job and that was great for him and, and all of those things, but it was like, you know, just a little heads up would have been nice.
1: Absolutely. So we have the honor right now to help seven different businesses in various locations Mm -hmm. around our country go through this transition. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, one of the things I'm seeing from businesses, and I personally have gone through this three times Mm -hmm. myself at some point in the future, I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'll deal with this again, but walking walking people who've never gone through a transition, whether it's a sell to an outside, sell to an inside employee, sell to a strategic mm-hmm. partner, sell to a venture capital firm, a hedge fund. There's every different way you can move the business around, right? We even have one that's going through a divorce and unfortunately mm-hmm. that happens sometimes. Right, and, and, so and then to,
0: the business gets split up or sold oh, yeah. or something. We have, mm-hmm. we have to
1: deal with all of these, but here's one of the things I, I can honestly say, Deb, and I saw this through COVID more so than I ever dreamt I would see. Mm-hmm. Business owners truly care number one about their team, mm-hmm. who they work with day right. in, day out. Mm-hmm. Which is not oftentimes what the media portrays, but I mm-hmm. literally had big strapping burly men's men. I mean, I'm just put like the 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 Stetson guy right inside mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. the inside your mind. I had one of my one of my clients. I mean talking about a man's man. I mean like you want you don't want to meet this guy somewhere I mean, if he's angry at you mm-hmm. that type of guy. Or you
0: want him on your side. Or you want this mm-hmm.
1: guy on your side. He mm-hmm. was in tears, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean pouring like a little baby mm-hmm. over the fact that hey, I'm dealing with COVID and the government's doing some things mm-hmm. and I'm having to make some adjustments and my team is 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 hurt. Mm-hmm. So I typically see number one business owners really 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 it will care about their teams. Mm-hmm. But I often see number two is that customers are number two. And mm-hmm. that's what Marriott, the famous Marriott who created the Marriott hotel chain mm-hmm. used to say, if you care for your team, your customers are taken care of. Right. Oftentimes where business owners miss it, especially solopreneurs, mm-hmm. um, but many times business owners is they start looking at themselves first. Mm-hmm. Now, I, when I say put the mask on yourself, I'm not mm-hmm. saying to take an approach that, hey, it's all about you, the business owner. Most mm-hmm. of us aren't that way, mm-hmm. but it's about, hey, let's make sure the business owner, the home is good. The business is structured Mm -hmm. right. So it's not centered around you, Mm -hmm. which is what I talk about in the book. But most of the time, Deb, whenever the customer gets left, Mm -hmm. it's because the business owner's team wasn't the priority and it was Mm -hmm. self-serving. Right. And ultimately that type of business will never yield the value of Mm -hmm. one that is the opposite direction where the Mm -hmm. team and the customers are put forth first Mm -hmm. and foremost. So the tagline of the book is let's maximize the value of our companies. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways we do that is in the chapter, I think it's chapter number five. It talks about the team itself. I'd have Mm -hmm. to pull the, but it, it's the, uh, the people of the business. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure the people are cared for properly. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, the owner's pocketbook mm-hmm. is better right. than if they don't do mm-hmm. it. So that's where I also see a flaw come mm-hmm. about.
0: Right. You know, it's kind of like the old saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, you know, you, you have a, a lovely wife and I'm sure you, you know, you're thinking that sometimes or many times you should be thinking it all the time. Daily, um, daily. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, but it's, it's the same thing with your employees. You know, if, if you are doing right by them and, you know, and, and it, y- there are ups and downs and bumps and things like that. But for the most part, if you're doing right by them, then that gets passed on when they deal with the customers.
1: You know, chapter six is the personnel chapter. And Mm -hmm. so what the way I titled that chapter was who's helping you raise your baby. Mm -hmm. Right. Here's the key here's the key. We all want the golden goose. We all mm-hmm. went into business with either a, a passion to change something, to mm-hmm. create something. Maybe we were that technician who were really good at a particular niche, and we thought we could do it better ourselves than working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we came in business to serve those customers or do what we truly love. And mm-hmm. as time moves on, we find out that, hey, we're either a really good technician, we're a good manager, a really good business owner. Mm-hmm. We really aren't very good at all three of them, as, as Michael Gerber's book, The Email talks about. Mm-hmm. The key, though, to building value in our companies is this, Deb. We, the business owners, Mm -hmm. have to remove ourselves from the epicenter of the business. Mm -hmm. So many times we build our business where everything has to go through us. Right. Every minor decision. Mm -hmm. I was working with a very, very large nationally long CPA firm. And one of the principals of the firm had to go in and physically open a portal, something that his assistant could do, but he didn't trust her. Oh, oh, that's good. So by not Mm -hmm. trusting the system, the the assistant, what he did was he changed the value structure of the company. Mm -hmm. So whenever we look at our team, the reason why I said, who's helping us raise our baby Mm -hmm. is because our team that we surround ourselves with, whether it's direct employees or subcontractors Mm -hmm. or whoever it is, they're truly the ones that if we build the processes right, can drive the value of our companies through Mm -hmm. the roof.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I've I've talked with guests before who have told me their ultimate goal is that they go on vacation all the time, and and you know obviously they don't, but they're meaning that they can go on vacation and the business runs very successfully without them. And the funny thing is, sometimes it runs better without them.
1: We often give that challenge to individuals, and what we end up finding when we do our assessment is this: is what I cover in chapter seven is operations. Mm-hmm. Many times. The owner, yeah, they can be their own problem, mm-hmm. but oftentimes owners, the entrepreneurial type, is a high dominant personality mm-hmm. if using the DISC model, right. or they mm-hmm. they're they're a special anagram like an mm-hmm. anagram. You have to or have so. that personality to even want to start a business. Yeah, they're a driver. They're willing to mm-hmm. take risk. they mm-hmm. they're willing to go on the cutting edge, and that's the entrepreneurial nature, mm-hmm. and that's the owner. But oftentimes the reason why the owner can't go on their trip or take mm-hmm. the vacations when they want is directly opposite them. Mm-hmm. My wife, in my case, mm-hmm. okay, this is her personality. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who like to structure the mm-hmm. company's like processes and movements. Mm-hmm. So whenever we hear that an owner wants to go on trips more often, but they're currently not, I can almost every mm-hmm. single time point back to the operations of the company mm-hmm. by not having a key <laughs> operations person mm-hmm. in place who knows how to build systems and structures to mm-hmm. remove the owner from the epicenter of the business. Right
0: right you know and you, you talk about this in various ways in in the book about you know who does what who's responsible i mean all those various things and several years ago one of the things that that my company did was crisis management planning and you know the 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 strategy of what happens in a day a week a month you know if something catastrophic happens to your business and it was interesting when we would talk with people because, you know, our our main goal was really to find those, it's kind of the opposite of the bottleneck. It's, well, I guess it would be the bottleneck that it stops right here, you know, where you have one person who, you know, is is responsible. Now, you know, granted in in some companies, you know, it might only be one person, but you need to know that. And so, you know, I remember there was one, we were working with an insurance company and, you know, hundreds of employees. And we had, you know, all these processes down and they had backups and they had all sorts of things. And, you know, there were a lot of things like we discovered one of the most important critical things was the mailroom because checks were coming in and those had to be picked up and deposited. Um, You know, in the mailroom, people just thought, hey, we're the most important people in the company. And they kind of were. But, you know, we also discovered that there was, was one of the big hitches was the legal department. And it was not in a way where you would think. It was very interesting. We were talking to them and and they said, you know, a lot of what we do can be handled by other departments, other places, all these various things, you know, uh, a lot of sister companies. And so they said, you know, the legal department of this company can do it, all that. And they said, you know, so we're, we're not critical, which I thought was really funny coming from lawyers. But then, you know, so we're going through what do you do on a daily basis, yada, yada, yada. And they said, oh, you know, there is this thing that we do on the last day of every month. Uh-huh. And they said, well, it's a report we have to file with the state, um, with the state insurance commission. And we said, what happens if that doesn't get filed? Well, the company ceases operation. We went, okay, critical. <laughs> you know? And so we discovered there was only one person who could file that. There were several people who knew it needed to be filed, but, you know, all these various things. But that was kind of part of this process was figuring out who did what. And if something happened to somebody, you know, and, and I think unfortunately we've discovered that in COVID, you know, by by a lot. How do we continue? You know, and, and in your book, you talk about obviously personnel, like we were just saying, and operations. You know, who knows what and who does what? Um, you know, who handles your payroll, who pays the taxes? I mean, all of those various things.
1: You know, Jim Collins wrote a great book, masterful book that many business owners could often should read if you haven't already read it. Mm-hmm. It's called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. And he gives this iconic illustration that so many of us would really readily recognize. And he says, the key is, is to get the right people on the bus mm-hmm. and then get them in the right seats on the bus. That's yep. an iconic illustration that mm-hmm. so many of us quote. Mm-hmm. So what I did in this book is I went through why you need to beautify your baby. Mm -hmm. And then I went to what are the areas of beautification? So we've hit on a few of them, Mm -hmm. but in an organization, there are various seats that people need to sit on. Mm -hmm. So you have planning and Mm -hmm. leadership, sales and marketing mm-hmm. people like we were mm-hmm. talking about and operations mm-hmm. and finance and legal mm-hmm. and the the best or the most valuable business is one that has perfect balance amongst mm-hmm. those eight areas right whenever i was a kid the little school we went to in the country had what they called a witch's hat
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: this round ring and they don't you don't see much of it anymore, i guess because of liability reasons but it was so much fun it was this round How'd ring. How did we that, survive? I, mean, I know, really? seriously, seriously. <laughs> but I had this post sticking up in the middle mm-hmm. and it's like this round ring was hovered off the ground by chains and you could hold onto this ring almost like a hula hoop that would never mm-hmm. touch the center and run round and around and round. To get it spinning right, it had to be perfectly balanced, mm-hmm. right? Much like a top mm-hmm. or a carousel or anything right. else. In a business environment, every position, mm-hmm. every seat on the bus is important. Mm -hmm. Where we often get sidetracked is we think that one position Mm -hmm. is better or more important than the others. Mm -hmm. So in every business, whenever we begin processing and helping business owners realize that this is a, this is a metrics, Mm -hmm. a matrix, if you will, both of those things work that can help you drive value. Mm -hmm. What we'll often see is the operations of a company is really good, especially mm-hmm. like in the manufacturing world, because you have Six Sigma and Lean and so many other types mm-hmm. of processes there, or they have a CEO. A true business owner, and so the plan, the vision, mm-hmm. the vision, the the future of the business is really good. So their planning is mm-hmm. really good, or maybe they have a loving personality, like mm-hmm. that I loving personality. Mm-hmm. So the marketing is really good. They're a marketing company. Mm-hmm. In every part of these areas, as you were alluding to, legal is your keeping it safe. That's your mm-hmm. risk management right. part of the business. And what people often don't realize is law the section of your business that most of us are scared of or really truly don't know the answer to, it only becomes an issue when you really need it. Right, if
0: there's an issue. Mm-hmm.
1: If there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what tucks underneath the legal side, really is, hard, hard, is a hard place to putting it mm-hmm. anywhere, is insurance. Mm-hmm. I know of a company right now who's dealing with a lawsuit from a past employee and the insurance was there properly designed, mm-hmm. properly put in place that allows this company to be protected mm-hmm. going forward. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're looking for what we call pinch points or mm-hmm. through point issues in a business because mm-hmm. if we can identify one person who holds holds the key, then we have a risk mm-hmm. on the operations, but we've got to make sure all eight areas of that business mm-hmm. is perfectly balanced so that we right. can move forward and keep mm-hmm. value growing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I love talking about these various pieces and, and legal is to me, you know, it, it, it's it's often the, the forgotten one, um, you know, and, and I think it's really important that we're talking about all of this now. Because of COVID, you know, we are seeing so many people leave the workforce and start their own businesses. We also are seeing a lot of businesses that have had to <clears throat> pivot, right? You know, that's one of those words that I hope we never hear again. And you know, part of this, I mean, it's it's all due to, to things that, you know, we have in in many ways, we don't have control over. But if you've done all of these other things right, you're set up good, you know. And and so you know, example, you know, setting up your business as a a business, you're registering it with the Secretary of State, um, doing all of those things. And I think a lot of people, especially if they're just, well, I'm going to do landscaping, as an example, I'm just going to do some landscaping on the weekends, okay. Well, if somebody's just writing you a check or giving you money, there's tax ramifications to that. Um, you know, more importantly, there's liability. You know, and and so you know, do you have your business set up so that somebody doesn't sue and get your house? Do you have you know the right type of insurance, things like that? Um, you know, and and uh, you know, I have um, an umbrella policy. I mean, I'm a consultant. People would think you know what do you need insurance for? Well, you never quite know. And, and so that's what my umbrella policy covers is, you know, maybe I'm you know, meeting with a client and they slip and fall and they decide it's my fault. You know, I, I'm a consultant and I'm, you know, there's, but you know, you, you just want to have that because sometimes it's, let's be honest, it is easier just to settle than, you know, trying and, and go through things. But, you know, it, it does behoove everybody to stop and think, about the legal stuff. Um, last year, one of the big things that I did was to trademark the name of this podcast. And one of the reasons was you know, if somebody else were to decide, hey, they wanted to be the Business Power Hour, if they trademarked it, they could come after me. And not only could I never use the name again, I'd have to go back and get rid of it in everything prior, which would mean basically taking everything down. Um, you know, and and so, and that, let's be honest, that was not inexpensive. Um, you know, and 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 for that I went to the experts. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, no, no. Um, you know, and, and there are some things that we can do on our own, but that's you know, that that is part of this is you need to take those steps to be doing that. But it comes all the way back to the very first thing that you talk about, and that's planning. You know, I think a lot of times we just go into this, well, hey, I've got this great idea. People have been telling me I should do this. This sounds like fun, right? You know, how many times have you heard all of these things? And we just leap into it. And then later on think, (laughs) wow, this isn't going the way I wanted and you know i mentioned your your tagline on your website i think so many times what happens and and you know you alluded to this too as the business owner we're putting in 80 100 hours a week because we haven't planned because we haven't thought gee maybe i should delegate um you know all of these various things and and our business really shouldn't be our life
1: you know i was honored with this book to have two people that i deeply admire write some uh, for, write the forward and a little mm-hmm. blurb on this. One of them was my dear friend, Chris Snyder, who runs mm-hmm. the Exit Planning Institute, mm-hmm. and he actually gives an illustration inside here about your baby's ugly and talks about the power of it. Then mm-hmm. another has been a hero of mine for years. His name is Rick Edelman. Mm-hmm. Those in the financial world may not know him. But I he, know
0: him. I'm in Atlanta. I mean, you know, I mean, he's big on the radio station. Rick, I Rick to. Edelman mm-hmm.
1: is an individual that has impacted the financial world deeply. Mm-hmm. He built a business that hundreds of millions of dollars in value mm-hmm. has written about seven uh, New York Times bestsellers. And I mm-hmm. sent him this as and and he and I had connected somewhere in the past. And mm-hmm. I said, Rick, I'd like for you to read my book. And he mm-hmm. wrote me back, Justin, I'd be honored to write something for you. And his words came back and he said, this could be the best book on entrepreneurship I've mm-hmm. ever read. Wow. Whenever, whenever he wrote that, I got to tell you, Deb, it kind of set me back. So I called him. I said, Rick, mm-hmm. man, um, I said, you and I don't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? He said, Justin, the way that you've hit these eight areas mm-hmm. and you approach it, it's mm-hmm. methodical and at the end of every chapter, mm-hmm. there's questions that you mm-hmm. and I can ask each right. other that no matter where we're at in business, it'll mm-hmm. help us. The cool thing about this is we have a section in on planning. Mm-hmm. There's a whole chapter, and I believe, mm-hmm. let me look real quick, it's chapter number two. It's chapter why, two. Why planning is so important. Mm-hmm. And we go through things about, hey, do you have a written business plan? And we wrote the site, we put the studies in there about having mm-hmm. a true written business plan in place. We talk about How not only should you have a written business plan, but it should align with your vision, your mission, your Mm -hmm. values, and we lay it all out. Then after you go through the chapter, Deb, we wrap it up with practical Mm -hmm. how, how to do this. And we actually take the planning chapter that we started with and we wrap it up with now, Mm -hmm. here is strategic planning. Here's Mm -hmm. what you as a business owner can implement in your business over the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. Now, I've looked at hundreds, if not thousands of business over my 20-year career helping business owners Mm -hmm. build value, okay? And I got to tell you, one of the weakest areas consistently for business owners is planning. Mm -hmm. There was a study done by the Academy of Mergers and Acquisitions Advisors, the business people who sell businesses, Mm -hmm. and they said 75% of business owners have never done the basic financial planning. Basic. Mm-hmm. Basic stuff. I mean, talking about Dave Ramsey type stuff. Forget mm-hmm. even doing business planning. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that we get what's called shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. We want the newest, greatest thing. Mm-hmm. We hear somebody across town who maybe has this competitor of ours and they're mm-hmm. marketing a certain way. So we're going to follow them in the marketing space. Mm-hmm. Or we have another individual that builds a sales territory and we're going to use that same sales territory. Or we hear a particular CRM or some type of te- SaaS technology mm-hmm. out there and we're going to implement that into our business. And it's right. going to be the saving grace. Yeah, for we jump friend. to jump to jump to. To jump. Mm-hmm. So the reason for that is because we don't know where we're Going Right. And we've never taken the time to pause. So you and I were talking before we came on the air. I'm an old country boy. I grew up in the swamp. I still Mm -hmm. live in the country. I live on a couple, about 100 or so acres in the middle of nowhere on the river in East Tennessee. It's beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of deer and turkeys and stuff. And I've been teaching my boys how to use a slingshot. Just play Mm -hmm. with a slingshot. I got two little Mm -hmm. boys and they're rascals and they love Mm -hmm. to live life. And one thing about a slingshot is the further back you pull that rubber band, Mm -hmm. the faster the projectile shoots forward. Mm -hmm. The same thing with a bow and arrow same mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. What we business owners do is oftentimes we ready for our aim. We mm-hmm. never stop to figure out where we're going. Right. So what I want to look at is I want to go in and say, let's aim specifically at where we're going. Mm-hmm. Take some time, plan it out. And mm-hmm. there now, now mm-hmm. let's move forward. Right. So that's why planning is twice in the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I, I think one of the things that we can look at is you know, there were many businesses that failed in the last 18 months. And I think if for many cases, if we were to look at the chapters in your book, there was something missing, maybe all eight in, in many cases that they had not done. I mean, we could not plan for a pandemic. You know, you cannot do that, but you can plan for catastrophic events. You know, as we record this, um, Hurricane Ida has has just hit and and is you know going to going to sweep past and dump a bunch of rain on both of us. You know you can plan for things like that. That goes back to my crisis management planning. I mean you know things happen. Now granted you know we had it was I still laugh that people you know first of all they told us it would only be two weeks. <laughs> yeah right. Um, and the people that are still to this day going it's we can't wait for things to get back to normal that's not going to happen folks. You know, there's, there's just too many changes that that have taken place, but when you have the basics down, then you can weather all of these storms. Um, you know, and, and, you know, operations, great example, you know, could you function when your customers couldn't come to you anymore, when your, your employees couldn't come into the office, I mean, you know, all sorts of things like that. And, and, um, you know, it was like, like my husband works for a very large company. And one of the things he always had to bring his computer home on the weekends, that was just a, a thing, you know, because if something happened on the weekend, he could could tie in and, and, you know, all these various things. Well, you know, on Friday he brought his laptop home and on Monday they said you're not coming back in. Well he at least had his laptop with him. You know and and so as part of your operations do you know the steps that people even take? And, you know like we were saying before, do you know who does what? So that if something happens, you know maybe there's a fire in your building and the sprinklers go off. You know you can't get in. I mean you know all of these various steps can take the place of of you know just panicking and thinking oh my gosh, we can't proceed.
1: What is interesting is this, Deb, is that it's not an if, it's a when. Mm -hmm. At some point in our lives, probably two, three, four, five times over our Mm -hmm. lifetime as business owners, something major is going to happen. So take the pandemic. We literally had clients who had been working through this type of process Mm -hmm. whose net worth doubled. In the middle of COVID. Think wow. about this business owners, mm-hmm. they were closed for 12 mm-hmm. and 13 and 14 weeks because mm-hmm. of federal guidelines or state mm-hmm. guidelines, mm-hmm. but yet their net worth doubled. Mm-hmm. See, COVID did not affect business. Mm-hmm. This is a powerful statement. Right. I, I, friends, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. COVID did not affect your business. Mm-hmm. It simply showed you the weaknesses of mm-hmm. your business. Right. Because your business is there to survive through good or bad times. Mm-hmm. Most of us were so used to going through good times that we never put a crisis management mm-hmm. or some sort of a true plan mm-hmm. in place to help us get through business. So, what I try to do is looking through COVID, I was actually writing this in the midst of COVID, looking mm-hmm. at this even before we even knew. Now we're doing part two, maybe. Who knows mm-hmm. if this going to be a repeat? Who knows? But I was looking through this and I was watching business owners. And taking the principles that I've been teaching for years that I've employed in my own businesses to build best in class businesses that I currently operate. It's amazing to watch. I took these things and I said, How can we learn? So, the way I backwards engineered the book, Deb, is there are several softwares out there that appraisers will actually Mm -hmm. use to appraise your business. And so they have methodologies and questions, and there's two types of values Mm -hmm. you have intangible and intangible intangible and tangible assets, things Mm -hmm. you can see and things you can't see. Mm -hmm. If you take all the things that you can see and try to give a value for it, then you're really losing the true value. If we look at Mm -hmm. Apple or Amazon or Netflix Mm -hmm. or whatever, look at their stock price and compare it by their book value, Mm -hmm. their stock shouldn't be nearly as valuable as it is, Mm -hmm. but it's all those intangible things. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I took 256 metrics Mm -hmm. That what an appraiser would look at and say, Mm -hmm. okay, if I want to judge coffee cup company out there and see how Mm -hmm. good of a company this is, where do they need to improve? Mm-hmm. I took those things from a technical standpoint and put it into a practical world for mm-hmm. me, just an old country boy mm-hmm. from the sticks of South Georgia who lives on a dirt road mm-hmm. and knows how, but knows how to build businesses. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I can work on crisis management, if I can mm-hmm. work on marketing, my marketing structure, if I know what a perfect and a best in class finance department mm-hmm. looks like of a company, then I know now how to identify where I need to go. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, as we wrap it up in that planning chapter, saying, okay, here's now what I need to do. Over the mm-hmm. next 90 to 120, 180 days. But friends, you wouldn't be able to do this. We wouldn't be able to even think about this logically without COVID. Right. And COVID just simply gave us an objection saying, mm-hmm. here's where your business is weak. Here's mm-hmm. where my business is weak. And here's how we can improve it. But mm-hmm. I don't want to improve it, Deb, for the sake of improving. And here's, mm-hmm. here's one of the things I cover in the very first introduction, chapter one, that value. If we go out to try to improve it just to make more money, Mm-hmm. and we're trying to get more and more revenue, mm-hmm. then all we're doing is increasing. We're actually causing their value to decrease. We're actually right. increasing what's called company-specific risk. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is we want to build the system where it's maximum Output can come through efficiency, Mm -hmm. so that the value increases, and that's what I built through this book Mm -hmm. to help people realize: Hey, it's practical, it's real life from the trenches, Mm -hmm. it's things that we have seen that I've seen, and other practitioners Mm -hmm. who know how to think like this have seen businesses that during COVID, Mm -hmm. during COVID, accelerated, and they shouldn't Mm -hmm. have.
0: Mm -hmm. Right? You know, and and talking about the value, that's one of the things that's always very interesting because we always think it's worth more. I mean, you know, whatever it is, our house, our business, you know, we always think it's worth more than what it's it's actually worth. And as you said, there's a variety of things. There's what somebody would actually pay. There's what's in the market, you know, all of those various things. But you talked about this in the book. When you get so focused on we have to make the most money possible. Then, what typically happens is you're not investing in the business, so you're not upgrading your equipment, you're not upgrading your software, you're not training your employees, you're not giving them, you know, you're not paying them adequately. All of those various things, and so you know, when you've done that, it's it's, it's whatever the opposite of a catch twenty two is. You know, when you have made the investment. In your business, you actually will get more profit.
1: So I actually on cha- page 26, I put a graph in here, a table in here that I'd like mm-hmm. to read because it illustrates exactly what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. So here's the tale of two companies directly from the book on page 26. So here's mm-hmm. company A versus company B. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do a comparison. So company A has 5 million in sales, mm-hmm. 500,000 EBITDA. Mm-hmm. Company B has the same amount, 5 million in sales, 500,000 EBITDA. Mm -hmm. Company A has no strategic plan in place. Company B has a highly developed strategic plan. Mm -hmm. Company A has no CRM. Company B has a CRM. Mm-hmm. Company A has outdated technology. Company B has state-of-the-art technology. Mm-hmm. Company A has no financial reporting. Company B has financial reporting. Mm-hmm. Company A has no product development. Company B has robust product development. Mm-hmm. Company A has worn equipment. Company B has paid-for pristine equipment. Mm-hmm. Company A has a weak management team. Company B has an and it keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. Which company would I rather have? I'd rather have B. Right. Because they've invested into these infrastructure, those intangible assets. Deb, I'm working with a customer. Our team's working with a customer right now. And we were just doing a briefing early this morning, talking through the customers as a a business advisory team. And this particular customer is a dentist. And we Mm -hmm. all know who a dentist is. Mm -hmm. This dentist, current business value is about Mm $700,000. Current business value. We have a dentist that we're currently in process with on the business exit team that is selling a business for $4.7 million. All the numbers are about the same. Right. The difference is, is the one who's currently worth 700000 they have been out there trying to get more and more and more revenue. And it's like trying to push more water through a kinked water hose. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Right. And at right. some
0: point, it might even explode.
1: Well, and that's what's happening in this case mm-hmm. is they put throughput. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's take it back to something super simple. I love the McDonald's story. The McDonald's where you get cheeseburgers or French fries and uh, milkshakes, what they call McFlurries, all around the world, okay? Mm-hmm. Not just in Georgia or Tennessee. If I go to, and I have, if I go to a McDonald's in Malta, which mm-hmm. is a country in the Mediterranean, I can get the same cheeseburger and it mm-hmm. tastes the same way it does in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. When I was in Malta, I was watching a 16 year old Maltese young lady mm-hmm. cook french fries. I'm assuming she was 16, and she looked about that mm-hmm. way. But it's the same thing that I can come here mm-hmm. to East Tennessee and see a young, typically high schooler right. who's cooking French fries. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They built a system and a process where 16 year olds could cook French fries without burning the restaurant down. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we as business owners have to think mm-hmm. through. And until we think through that, then oftentimes we are not we are not mm-hmm. reaping the true benefit of our business. We're never going to have the golden mm-hmm. goose. We're never going to have that business that provides us mm-hmm. the income, the time free, and the. Fl- Flexibilities. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the dream, like mm-hmm. I said on my website, reuniting that passion, figuring out getting control of our business. Mm-hmm. We're never going to have that until we take a step back, like a slingshot, mm-hmm. figure out where we want to go, and then do process improvement one step at a time to help us reach our destination.
0: Right. And again, even if you're just a small business, a solopreneur that has no intention of selling your business at some point, these are still good, sound tactics. You know, when we talk about Procedures and processes. You know, maybe it's that every, you know, the first fifteen minutes of your day you check your emails. The next fifteen minutes you go to LinkedIn. You know, every Friday you do invoices. All of these various things, and you're also investing in things. So, you know, I I, we've seen this a lot with people, um, especially because of technology, where they didn't have computers that would run Zoom. They didn't have good cameras. All of these various things. These are inexpensive. Well, the computer might not be, but you know, the, the cameras are fairly inexpensive. And it wasn't until we were forced to upgrade our equipment that we upgraded the equipment. And so for many businesses, they just couldn't do it. Um, you know, and, and again, whether you're, you know, the one person in your, your bedroom or a big company, if you have to all of a sudden do that, you know, great example is all the companies that all of a sudden had to have all their employees working remotely and maybe half of them, if even that many had laptops, you know, all of those various things. Now, it, you know, that's, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where you do have to weigh that, you know, maybe you don't want to have every single person have a laptop, but can they take open, take their CPU, or can you get them something fairly quickly? Um, you know, all of those various things. I mean, even just simple things. Like I I remember somebody who probably back in like May or even June Of last year was complaining that they still did not have a good office chair, Um, you know that the big run on desks. People working from home frequently didn't even have a desk. Now, as a business owner, yeah, you know that that's really not something that that you can do. But you can still plan for okay, we have an emergency contingency budget. Is maybe what you call it, or or something like that. But but there are many things that that you really should be thinking through. And like you said, COVID made us totally reanalyze a lot of things.
1: Well, let's even take that solopreneur that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Why is it that some business consultants make 1.2 million dollars a mm-hmm. year, and others scrape to get by?
0: Right. And they're There's a doing difference. the same
1: thing. They're doing the same thing. So as part of the process, as you read through the book, mm-hmm. and you may be a solopreneur out there, I want you to think through this process. Mm-hmm. So here's how I would start after I go through the book and understand mm-hmm. the principles. I would say, okay, what is it I truly want to make? Mm-hmm. Now let's start skinning mm-hmm. off. If it's, we need to make $200 an hour. Mm-hmm. Now let's skinning off those things that we don't. We're going to mm-hmm. pay somebody $50 an hour to free up two or three hours of our mm-hmm. time to make $200. Mm-hmm. People don't think that way because right. we get so much in our business that we end up trying to make Well, manage, we think I can't pay somebody
0: to do it. I should do it myself. Which is
1: exactly. And that happens in, that happens in solopreneur businesses. Mm-hmm. Deb, it also happens in Fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it comes back to basic principles. So that's where the finance chapter that we've covered, I think mm-hmm. it's, I forget what chapter it is, but it covers the deep. Chapter eight, thank you. It covers the CFO's world, what Mm -hmm. a true CFO does Mm -hmm. and how we as business owners have to think like a CFO Mm -hmm. and how we have to run calculations, just some basic Mm -hmm. math. I'm talking about my my 13-year-old can do this. In fact, they do Mm -hmm. do this within our company. We teach Mm -hmm. them this type of stuff that they can run and run a hurdle rate. They can Mm -hmm. run a time management report. Mm -hmm. They can run an hourly cost efficiency report. Mm -hmm. These are some very basic things that we business owners need to know. And unless we know the rules of the game, Mm -hmm we'll never know how to succeed at the game. I, right. I, I reminded the old cartoon GI Joe. So they used to have mm-hmm. this sign off that I listened to as a kid growing up. And it said, and knowing is half the battle, right? It mm-hmm. would say, and knowing is half the battle. Right. In the business world, again, I've been here. I live here. Mm-hmm. I lived here for so much of my life. Mm-hmm. I would wake up in the morning, hit the ground running. The wind would blow and I would change five or six directions through the day, chasing mm-hmm. and putting out fires mm-hmm. and, I truly wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't content. Right. My family was miserable. Mm-hmm. I lost every bit of passion I had for my mm-hmm. business, for what I truly wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And until we could take a step back and say, the only way we're going to achieve what we originally set out to do before the business took and shook us upside down mm-hmm. is to say, where are we at today? Where do you want to be? And then knowing the rules to which mm-hmm. the game we're playing. Imagine trying to play baseball with football rules. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't work. In fact, no, the ump would no. kick you out. The Especially the first
0: time somebody gets tackled. I know. <laughs>
1: seriously. The ump, I mean, we've seen that sometime in baseball, and the ump throw them out of the stadium and then uh-huh. find them. Uh-huh. It
0: doesn't work. And mm-hmm. so
1: here we are trying to play this game of business. And many times the business owner doesn't know the rules to which they even need to play by. And so mm-hmm. I hope I challenge in mm-hmm. the book, as you read through each of the chapters, each one of these chapters have mm-hmm. the rules, have the methodology that you need to think through. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the chapter, in the, the book, it shows you, here's how you can apply mm-hmm. this to change your destiny. And I hope, right. it, I hope people will change their mm-hmm. destiny. I really do. Right. Right.
0: You know, and, and. As you said, it it does come back ultimately to planning because it's planning in all of these things. You're planning your personnel. You're planning your, your finances. I mean, all of those things. But, you know, if you don't have goals, you don't have any idea when you made them, you know, and, and I always love people, you know, that are like that. But it's, it is really one of those things where, you know, say back to the landscaping business, you know, you might go, okay, in a year, I want to be, you know, doing, you know, the, 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 the lawns and, and, groundskeeping for 10 houses in five years, I want to be doing a hundred. And so then, then you're going to start planning in there. Okay. Well, I need these number of people. I need this much equipment, you know, and, and just kind of going through that as opposed to five years from now going, I'm still just doing five people's lawns. Um, you know, and, and so it is, and, and, and it's scary. I mean, you know, especially when you're just starting out to be thinking about what do I want to be in five years, but it comes back to something that so many people have said to me on this program. Is it a business or is it a hobby?
1: Um, someone asked me the other day, Deb, they said, Justin, if, if you were to start over today
0: mm-hmm.
1: with what you know, mm-hmm. how long would it take you to build the business? It's take you 20 years to get back exactly where you are today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, candidly, probably 18 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. I could cover the gap that in 10 years, probably with 18 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. They said, why? I said, here's a simple illustration. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. We Mm -hmm. were talking about that already. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to go to Portland, Oregon, I've never been to Portland. I'm mm-hmm. one day looking, going out seems there. Seems like so, a nice place. Seems mm-hmm. like a nice place. I think it's, I, I've heard beautiful things about mm-hmm. it. Maybe not with COVID going on, because mm-hmm. uh, you know. but I ultimately want to go there. Do you realize, Deb, I could go there multiple ways. Mm-hmm. I could go by train, plane, boat. I could go by automobile. I could go mm-hmm. by bicycle. I could walk. I could mm-hmm. do a number of things to get to Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So if I know where I want to go, next I want to decide how I'm going to get there. So mm-hmm. let's say for hypothetical circumstances, I want to take a car right. from Knoxville, Tennessee to Portland, Oregon, roughly 2,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's take a step deeper. Mm-hmm. How am I going to drive all the way there without stopping? That could take mm-hmm. me forty hours, thirty-five mm-hmm. hours. Am I going to stay? Am I going to do it over four days? Mm-hmm. What am I going to eat on the trip? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to stay? Mm-hmm. How long am I going to stay there? What am I going to do mm-hmm. when I get there? It's that slingshot approach. It's it's the old saying that Zig Ziglar used to say: "Where you'll be five years from now is determined by the books you read and the people you associate with today." The old mm-hmm. saying. And I just paraphrase what he used to say, but mm-hmm. and Og did the same type of quote. So whenever we're looking at our business, the reason why, though candidly, friends, the reason why, listen to me, the reason why we business owners feel so distraught many times by our team, by our customers, mm-hmm. by our vendors, by ourselves, the reason why we often just feel like we, we don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. or we, we go through the wave of emotions, mm-hmm. we seek customers and we have too many The reason why every single bit of our stress, our complaints, our frustration, I can always back it back to one simple thing. You don't know where you want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And if you can know where you want to be in the future Mm -hmm. and get crystal clear Mm -hmm. on it at that point and only in that point do Mm -hmm. the rules matter. Mm -hmm. until you know where you need to be. It doesn't matter. Then once Mm -hmm. you know where you need to be, friends, you pull it back and you say, okay, what are the rules now Mm -hmm. I'm going to play in order to get there? And Mm -hmm. that's why I've broken this up into those eight areas because you may need to attack sales. You may Mm -hmm. need to go in and deal with your sales process. Mm -hmm. You may need to jump back out to the leadership process and Mm -hmm. what it truly means to be a leader in your business.
0: A leader is not necessarily a manager or the CEO
1: or all those things. And where it gets interesting is this planning is the weakest area, majority Mm -hmm. of time for business owners, Mm -hmm. but it's the last area that we can fix. Mm -hmm. We actually have to go in and fix all seven other areas Mm -hmm. first before we can even develop the -hmm. plan. Right. And if we understand the rules of the game, friends, mm-hmm. you can reach your dreams. You can reach your destination. Look, we're walking seven business owners through the process right now mm-hmm. of selling their businesses before year end. And mm-hmm. in all seven circumstances, I'm hearing it from our business advisory team, the business brokers, the CPAs, the attorneys are coming to us and saying, how in the world did they get this valuation? Mm-hmm. How in the world are you had this many potential buyers mm-hmm. lining up to buy these businesses? What did you guys do within the business? Mm-hmm. And those are the rules that we cover within the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it seems complicated, but it's really not. And that's the, the nice thing about this is when you go through this, you realize, oh yeah, it does make sense. I mean, it's it's back to your your, your analogy of driving the car. I mean, you want to get from Knoxville to Portland. It's not just I'm going to get in the car and go. That's fun. I mean, you know, yeah, we do things like that. But again, how do you know when you get there if you didn't know where you were going? Um, you know, and and even if it's just I'm going to drive for 3 hours and then turn around. Okay, that 3 hours that's your destination. Um, you know, you still had to have something that was was in mind as opposed to just I'm going to drive well, and most business
1: owners do. Mm-hmm. Most business owners have an idea of where they want to be. They just mm-hmm. don't know how to get there. You right. know, what's the Alice in Wonderland, the Cheshire Cat? She says, mm-hmm. hey, where, which way should I go? And he goes, we got a on where you want to go. Right. Well, I don't mm-hmm. write the nose. He said, no, then any direction you want to go is okay. Mm-hmm. So most business owners, they know, they know where they want, but here's how mm-hmm. we articulate it. We don't articulate it in the sense that I want to go to Oregon. We articulate mm-hmm. in the sense that, man, my employees are killing me. Mm-hmm. I can't handle babysitting. I heard that mm-hmm. one last week. Mm-hmm. Or I don't have enough money in the bank. I'm working and I should go work for somebody else and I mm-hmm. don't have enough money in the bank. Or I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Seems like I'm always working. I go home at nine o'clock and I'm still working. Mm-hmm. Or. And the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So we don't voice it in the sense of, hey, I want to go from Knoxville to Portland. Mm-hmm. We voice it in the the pain points, the stresses mm-hmm. that we have as business owners. And right. we all have them. In mm-hmm. fact, I think as I'm saying this, each of us have our one or two or three items. Mm-hmm. Friends, I still have my, my one, two, or three right. items. Mm-hmm. We'll never, we'll never get there. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get that area of perfection. Because what will happen as you work through this process, your business will become more attractive to you. Mm-hmm you'll move yourself from the job into a shareholder status. Mm-hmm. Right. And as you move yourself into a shareholder status, you're going to shine like no other business mm-hmm. within your sphere. And others within the business community are going to start looking at your business and mm-hmm. saying, well, how is it that Sally or, or, or Sheldon or Tim or Larry, how is it that they can now go and play golf mm-hmm. four days a week? Right. Or how are they taking this many trips? And mm-hmm. man, they're overseas yet again. What mm-hmm. in the... And before you know it, just that lifestyle is going to build in such a way Mm -hmm. to where now somebody, it may be a key employee, Mm -hmm. it may be a customer, it may be someone you've never dreamt of Mm -hmm. is going to come in and say, I'm very interested in your business. Mm -hmm. You built something that I'd Mm -hmm. like to invest in. And that is where Mm -hmm. the golden goose comes Mm -hmm. in. Whenever you take your baby your business that we mm-hmm. all know is ugly, mm-hmm. that we all know the skeletons in the closet and mm-hmm. none of us have a beautiful baby. And as we beautify this baby, mm-hmm. now someone's looking at it and saying, man, that's a pretty baby. Mm-hmm. I want it. Right. And now you're in the driver's seat to say, mm-hmm. that's a whole, my third book. What are the emotions you're going to deal with? How are you mm-hmm. going to deal with this emotions? Mm-hmm. What are, what decisions, how are you gonna play this area of finance? Mm-hmm. So now you start thinking through this and saying, man, what if, what mm-hmm. if I sold this business for seven right. figures? What mm-hmm. does that do? So it changes the game, Deb. It changes
0: mm-hmm. the game. Right. You know, and and when you've done all of this, you know, it, it does take that drudgery out that uh, you know, i, I why did I start this business? You know, and, and and because most people hopefully started the business that they're in because it was a passion. They, you know, either it was something that they loved doing or they they knew that what they could do could help others. I mean, all these various things. And then we get caught up in it. You know, the, oh God, I got to do invoicing today. Oh, I have to fire somebody. I mean, you know, all of these various things and, and we've lost what that passion was, um, you know, and, and so, and and I always, you know, I, I feel for the business owners when I look at them and, you know, back to the landscaping thing, you know, you, you started a business because you loved working with the dirt. You loved making things beautiful. You loved creating these outdoor spaces and then all of a sudden you've become the owner that never leaves the office. Yep. You know, that's, that's the thing is, you know, if, if that's what your passion is, you still should be able to go out and do it and have the business still run very well.
1: So I cover this in the introduction. And these are sombering points that we need to, to kind of make sure everybody understands. There's 5.3 million businesses in the United States, small businesses that have less than 5 million in revenue that employ people. Mm-hmm. 5.3 million. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. There are roughly 315,000 businesses that go that go from five million in revenue up to 100 billion in mm-hmm. revenue. Those businesses, in what we call the small and the middle markets, employ mm-hmm. roughly 70 percent of the population. Seven mm-hmm. percent of the American population is employed by small and medium mm-hmm. businesses. Out of the statistically, out of those businesses, 80 percent of the owner's net worth is their business, Mm -hmm. 80%. So if we look at our net worth, many Mm -hmm. times we think investment accounts or houses, but it's Mm -hmm. not, it's our business. Mm -hmm. And statistically, only 16% of businesses will actually transact. In other words, get something for the business. Mm -hmm. Out of that 16%, only 4%, 4% Mm -hmm. of business owners get what they think their business is worth. Right. That means that 96% of business owners do not get what their business is worth. Mm-hmm. Thus, they are not receiving their goals. Mm-hmm. What did we go in business for? A business, I have to say your baby's ugly. I wrote the book on your baby. The business mm-hmm. isn't a baby. It's actually a wealth creation tool. Mm-hmm. It's there to create wealth for you, the owner, mm-hmm. and for your teams, for your customers, and for mm-hmm. your vendors. That's what a business is for. Right. But only 4% mm-hmm. of business owners actually receive true mm-hmm. wealth. Right. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to change, Dad. That's my passion. Mm-hmm. I want business owners to say, look, we don't have to be 60, 70, 80, 90 years old and still having to work 90 hours a week. Mm-hmm. We can build an empire. We can build a business mm-hmm. that impacts the employees we work with day in, day out, makes it, give them a, take this job and shove it, walk away money at mm-hmm. some point in their life. We can make it where customers don't experience what you experience mm-hmm. with their surveillance system, where mm-hmm. whenever they go through this exit, that they're not having to go out real and try to figure out what's next. Mm-hmm. We can make it where our vendors, the people we work with day in, day out, can utilize what we serve so they can impact others. And ultimately, ultimately, we can change our destiny. We can change our family's legacy. If we put others first and we build a business mm-hmm. following the rules of business mm-hmm. and we keep it focused, Deb, we can reach our destination. We can reach and get everything we truly want. Mm-hmm.
0: I know you know, and and it sounds hard folks but it's not. You know and and so one of the ways is to work with someone like Justin. So tell us how they contact you and 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 some of the services that you provide.
1: Sure, so I would I would direct everybody to the financially simple blog, podcast, mm-hmm. um as you can go to financiallysimple.com. Everything's there through that portal mm-hmm. and you can connect us through there. Or you can check us out on our podcast. We have just over 400 episodes. We've mm-hmm. written three, two books so far: mm-hmm. Your Baby's Ugly and The Ultimate Sale: How to Sell Your Business, mm-hmm. the process of going through it. Um, and then our third book is going to be talking about the wealth game: How to Deal with mm-hmm. Wealth as Business Owners. So you can connect to us to financially simple. Hey, look, what we do is this: we teach business owners that you can double your net worth every Mm -hmm. three to five years. You can Mm -hmm. do it. Now, is it always going to happen? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. But if you understand the game of business, you can build wealth and you Mm -hmm. can increase your net worth and impact everybody that you touch, impact Mm -hmm. them in a positive manner. So I would challenge you to check out uh, Financially Simple and the newest book, Your Baby's Ugly, is out. You can pick it up on Amazon. It's an Audible. Hopefully, it'll be in bookstores very, very soon. I think Mm -hmm. it's on Barnes & Noble and books a million in various locations, but check it out. It's Your Baby's Ugly. It can and and it can drastically improve your business.
0: Right. And again, it's for every level of business because there's great tips in there on how to make your business successful.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect.
0: Well, you know, Justin, this has been fantastic and, and I've loved our conversation. Can't wait to, to chat again. But until we do, do you have any final thoughts for everyone?
1: You know, one thing that we saw over the last year since you and I chatted back in December 2019 is life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Life is going to happen to all of us. It may it may be COVID this time, but next time it could be a family member dealing with mm-hmm. sickness. It could be a business issue that goes awry. It could be a blessing. It could be that you receive an inheritance. Life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I know that life is hard. It is. Life is hard. But we are so blessed. Mm-hmm. We are greatly blessed. If we just turn the TV on these days, we realize how truly blessed we Mm -hmm. are internationally. No matter where you're at in the world, I know you have international listeners. If we were to sit down and write everything that we hate in life right now Mm -hmm. on one sheet of paper and then all of our blessings, Mm -hmm. you might hear my voice going out. I've been fussing about my voice not being as strong as it needs to be. Mm -hmm. But then I'm starting to realize, hey, I can talk. I can speak. Mm -hmm. If we realize that we are truly blessed and we realize that business, life can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be frustrating. We just Mm -hmm. have to align ourselves with the people who've walked this path before Mm -hmm. because we can't lead somebody where we've never been, but we can listen to people who've been down this journey before and Mm -hmm. they can take years off our journey and off our frustration. So my challenge to you is count your blessings, name them everyone one by one, and then align yourself with people that can help you reach your destination in a fast time period that you want to achieve.
0: Great. I love it. I love it. And one of those people is, of course, you. I've been having a great conversation with Justin Goodbread, author of Your Baby's Ugly. And I'm Deb Creer. Until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends,
1: best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network.